millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, and welcome to another episode of All by the Popcorn. I'm Emily. And I'm Alessandra. And today is the day. Today. Today. We are going over our Oscar 2021 predictions. Today. Yes. Um, it's A couple happening. weeks before the Oscars, we are doing this. Yes, we had a slightly early due date for this for this one which was crazy because the oscars were already delayed Mm -hmm. um but um yes we will be taking a week off um from recording so that will be nice because um i'm sick of watching movies and i'd like a break (laughs) for a bit tell me about it dude it's uh it's crazy we watched most of the movies that were nominated and when i say most i will point out the ones i didn't watch and it's only one or two (laughs) so yeah i think for me it was it was did you end up seeing um the the other you see my text that i sent you that that i'd found another one (laughs) yep i did and And you watched it yep (laughs) so So, yeah so i i think then that that leaves three then i I think for both of us there were three three that we were not able to watch um yep. and 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 not because well one of them one of them I just didn't want to watch because I was mm. I was sick of watching movies and I did I'll, I'll probably watch it at some point but I didn't watch <laughs> The Life Ahead which is on Netflix yep, and I should I have did, watched yeah. we we should um, watch it. <laughs> it was it we should have watched it and I still plan to watch it but it was just nominated for song which is still important and I yep. still want to watch it but in this in the grand scheme of things I didn't feel it was as is as important as the other ones <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. What are you gonna? You're gonna do? Kick us out? Was, this is our. It was fourth... on a night that I did not want to watch a movie. I did not. And you and also it, had, had another had movie to watch. You you had it scheduled, but then you like had moved it, and that's why. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. your schedule was serious, dude. And it, you know, this year because we couldn't go to the movies, everything was at home, and that was definitely easier. Um, but it was just like not a lot of new movies were getting released that were going to get nominated until the end, like basically until a few months ago. So we had to rush yeah. to, to watch all these things that were released like within the last couple months. Yeah, because a lot of these like, like we, like it was so, it was such a weird, um, like, um, not hiatus, but like it was a weird, like, just a blank time like a blank year for movies like i didn't even know like half of these movies that had been released i was like when the hell was this released and like and and like the only time i would hear about stuff was like from alessandra like i had no idea what was being released because you know with with the pandemic and everything we just i didn't know like what was even (laughs) out (laughs) so we watched a lot of oldies with our um quarantine movie roulette which we still are gonna do because it's fun um but I have with me right now a uh, lemonade and vodka in honor of another round. So cheers. Mm, I do not have a drink, but um, I'm I'm saving up. I'm gonna I'm gonna 
I'm going to save up for Oscar night. <laughs> yep. So this is our fourth annual Oscar podcast. And, you know, I'm so proud of us for getting this far. We watched even more than usual this year. Um, so I guess we'll just start with best visual effects, which is the, the bottom of the list. We're just going to go up the list. Yes. Um, and one really quick announcement. We will be doing a Instagram live on Oscar night. Um, so if anyone would like to watch the Oscars with us, um, we will just, we will both be there providing commentary, just chatting. You can ask us questions. We can all drink together. It'll just... <laughs> It'll just be a fun night where we're going to get dressed up. If you want to get dressed up, like just, just, we're going to, we're going to have a, we're going to have a good time. Um, so yes, on Oscar night, not sure what time we'll start, but we'll just keep everyone updated. But if that's something you're interested in, definitely stop by. It's going to be fun. I'm super excited. Yes, me too. Um, just so you know, before we start these noms, I, um, really don't know who's going to win. Um, it's really hard for me to pick. And I think, again, this might be a year where my choices are horrible. So everybody is going to find that out. <laughs> my choices are always horrible because for me, I think there's a slight, there's a slight bit of bias. I think I go for the movie mm -hmm. that I, that I personally want to win and then they just end up not. So it's well, just. We do too. We'll we see. do want and win. That's, that's what we do every year. So that's what true. we want and what we think will win. So I guess we'll start with best visual effects. Yes, um, let's get started. <laughs> I'll start. Uh, the, okay. best, the nominees for Best Visual Effects are Love and Monsters, The Midnight Sky, Mulan, The One and Only Ivan, and Tenet. Um, I watched everything except for One and Only Ivan because you told me not to. So, I watched enough of it. I watched 30 minutes of it to get an idea, but because of the story and how horrible it was, I could not continue. <laughs> I could not I could not watch all of it. It was it was not a movie that I wanted to watch. Um, um I really enjoyed Love and Monsters. That was a really fun one. Glad we rented that one. Um, yeah, and... I like that one too, and and I actually yeah. thought the, the the CG like the 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 effects were really good. Like they I were. it was really very creative as well. Yeah. All of the animals that were kind of like they were mutated, mutated. Yeah, it was really awesome. Yeah, I really liked I I that one was was highlighted for for quite a bit as as we were watching all of these. Um, if I got an entire category watched, I would try and pick something. Um, just like, you know, after just finishing the movies to just keep them fresh in my mind. Um, and I had Love and Monsters highlighted for a bit, but I, I actually ended up changing it. I think Tenet will win. Um, mm -hmm. But, mm -hmm. I mean, I, I would love if, if Love and Monsters won, because I, I really enjoyed that movie. And this is the only thing I got nominated for. And I'd love it to have some love. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same. Um, I said I want Tenet to win, and I think it's going to win. It's 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 definitely gonna win. Yeah. Um. It, it obviously the um the Nolan team has won best visual effects a bunch of times because they're so, great. Yeah, they're excellent, and this movie was no different. I mean, Tenet definitely excelled in the individual effects, and you know, obviously they use a lot of practical effects and CGI like together, which is what like really makes them great. Um, yeah. And I think that that's why it's going to win. But uh, I'll just comment on Midnight Sky since we have not talked about that. Um, oh, yeah, sure. I 
really didn't like this movie. It was very boring. <laughs> and I really love sci-fi movies, but this one was just so long. And, like, George Clooney director, directed it, and I was like, what is this guy doing? Like, like I get, yeah. like, these kind of, like, really melancholy sci-fi movies and everything, but this one just, like, went nowhere. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't know what is up with like space movies, but like they're either they're either scary or sad and or or just like or just yeah. fills you with with anxiety. Like I just yeah. like I don't know what it is. Um but yeah, I it was yeah, it was just boring like and <laughs> it, and I saw the 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 twist coming like I knew about the little girl the entire time. Like, I just was like, this is not, like, this is not real. And in any time he would, like, do anything in the in the freezing, like, when he fell into the water and then, like, somehow made it to that other base, like, after being in the water, in the freezing, like, Arctic, I was like, you would freeze. Like, there's li- literally no way that this man would have been able to make it, not to mention that he's, like, you know, got a disease and he's gonna die you know it's like <laughs> right like everything <laughs> no. was stacked against him and there was there was no way he would have made it yeah um the only part that i kind of enjoyed was the was the the other the kind of like the other storyline we got mm-hmm. which was mm-hmm. like the 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 mission that went to find a new planet for earth probably because we yeah. fucked up with felicity um, jones who was yeah with always felicity jones an excellent choice <laughs> who's just who's just uh, a treasure like she's just she's such a she's just a cute little bean like and you just i love everything she's in um so that was probably the best part of the movie like every part with george clooney was just like okay when do we get back to the other one but i did <laughs> skip the part of the movie like i saw it coming where they were gonna do their spacewalk and that girl was really really scared and oh, she was like yeah. throwing up and i was like oh she gonna yeah. die and then so i just kind of like skipped it because i was like i don't want to watch her die like i don't i don't need to see this this horrible thing happen to this girl yeah <laughs> you know like yeah i knew I she mean, was yeah gonna die. because that's because that's space it's just scary and sad and full of death yeah, like what it's the heck empty. <laughs> it was you know i i i was thinking about um that movie that we watched uh the one that you like at Astra that was better than this movie I have to say even though I didn't okay. like at Astra I I think it was better than this Midnight Sky movie I mean I, and thinking back like don't say I liked it because I I I don't think I did <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I think yeah. I think I wanted to like it <laughs> yeah but no I think I think my favorite my favorite space movie or sci-fi movie is probably Arrival and will always be Arrival Mm -hmm. forever. Yeah, that one is Um, excellent. Excellent. There's probably another one I enjoy. Um, It's probably probably one of the Star Trek movies. Yeah, I I love, yeah, Star Trek and Star Wars are always, you know, great and excellent, but um, yeah, I don't know. I'd have to think about that. But anyway, let's uh, let's move on to the next best production design. All right. Yes. Uh, so the nominees for Best Production Design are The Father, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Mank, News of the World, and Tenant. So what are um, your picks, Emily? So I picked the I picked The Father. 
um, as, as will win. Um, and I mean, honestly, I would really like to see Ma Rainey's Black Bottom win because I, I remember the production mm-hmm. being, being really cool in, in that movie and being really well done or maybe Mank. I mean, I remember the production design being pretty, pretty good in Mank as well. Um, yeah, yeah. I put that I want Mank to win, but I think the father is going to win because the production design of the father was so integral to the movie. And yeah. I yeah. think that's why it was so, so well done. Yeah, it was like it was like ingrained in the in the storyline, um, and and that's kind of and it just it stood out the most to me, mm-hmm. um, and but then yeah, definitely the because the the one after that is probably Marie's Black Bottom because I remember that set just being very memorable, like in the mm-hmm. in the dark like just rooms that they were in, um, in the basement practicing, and then up in the studio. Um, it just, it all, I, I can still remember it very well. Definitely. Um, yeah, and, and I, I do want to highlight Mank. It was really great. And also News of the World, which is nominated for something else up here as well. That was, I really did enjoy that movie. It was, it was very, very long, um, but it was a good Western. And I, I really, yeah. you know, I appreciated that, like, you know, that whole situation. I think because Tom Hanks was starring in it, you instantly knew he was a good guy. Like, he never plays somebody who's not a good guy, so it's kind of, like, hard to... (laughs) It's really hard to pull him out of everything he's in now because he's so iconic as this one person that it's, like, really hard to, like, see him as anybody else. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I mean, and that's probably why it's good. I mean, he he's in a he's in another movie that we're going to talk about as well, which I think mm-hmm. I think News of the World might have gotten nominated for cinematography as well. I want to yes, say yes, it did, it did. Yeah, um, yeah, which I do remember it being a very pretty film. Um, and yeah, I really enjoyed this western as well. But I think you're definitely right. They've definitely like Tom Hanks has definitely just been in this this kind of not same role. Like he's he's still very diverse, but like he's never played a bad dude. I don't think he ever he ever could <laughs> could believably be a bad yeah. when he was younger he was like in roles that were a little bit more ambiguous but now you know it's yeah. like he he exited his 20s and he's always been the nicest guy ever so yeah but i also loved the uh the actress um who was with tom hanks in news of the world as well like the little the little blonde girl um yeah she was she really was, good too she was very very good definitely yeah i enjoyed it i really enjoyed it yeah news of the world i i did think it was really long though like i thought that every scene was just too long like everything sat too long you know and normally i'm like fine with movies that take forever but like there just was too much space between the cuts like i felt like the editing was just way too broad and um needed to be tightened up a little bit okay yeah 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 i can see that Okay, next we got Best Makeup and Hairstyling, and the nominees are Emma, Hillbilly Elegy, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Mank, and Pinocchio. So, for this one, I picked, and and I, I don't know, I'm, I'm not super confident in my answer, but uh, I put that Pinocchio would win. Um... <laughs> Just because I thought the makeup was really good. <laughs> like, it was. It was like, good. It was, like, it was, like, really good. Um, it, it was kind of between Pinocchio and uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom for me. 
Um, mm-hmm. Those were the two. I kind of went with Pinocchio because it was just it was just so out there. Like the makeup in this was insane. It was. Um, it was and, very good. <laughs> yeah. And Pinocchio was like the last movie. Was the last movie I think we watched. Did you watch anything today, or, or was Pinocchio the, your last movie too? No, I just watched a bunch of shorts today. I don't think I watched okay. the full length today. So yeah. Okay. So and and that movie was just very vivid, and it's, mm-hmm. it's so ingrained. Like I, I don't know if I picked it because it was like kind of the last movie I watched, and it's just <laughs> it's just ingrained in my mind, or it just it was so out there. Like this movie yeah. was was crazy. <laughs> um, it really was. It was. Um, uh, you know, it's a fairy tale, so it had that whole aspect to it, but it wasn't quite, you know, um, Tim Burton's Alice in Wonderland, which I think is too much. I thought that this actually wasn't too much. I thought it kind of was just enough because there wasn't like a whole lot of CGI and that's what I liked about it. I thought it was like a lot better because it was more practical. Um, and especially with the makeup and the hairstyling, like... With the blue fairy, with Pinocchio, with the snail, yeah. with the, you know, different kinds of animals, the people that were in it. Um, exactly, yeah. The, that crazy, scary tuna fish, like, oh my god. Oh my like, gosh, the tuna fish. <laughs> the fuck was I mean, that? I saw, so I was like, I was watching it and I was like, oh god, you know. Roberto Benigni's, I thought he was going to be in it more, actually, and he really wasn't in it that much, but... Um, that part where he goes off to go find Pinocchio and Pinocchio comes back and, and then the the cricket's there and, and, and it go, the cricket goes, it's a me, the cricket. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh my god, because this cricket lady was scary as fuck, like bald head yeah, with so, antenna. Oh my god. So funny story, Alessandra runs the movie and, and she tells me about it and she's like, she's like, um, so I think I bought it in English english dub and not italian so we're just gonna have to watch it like that and so like i start it and yeah. i'm like i'm it's it's the it's english bad. dub is so bad it's so it's bad, so bad. It's i'm like i'm like i can't yeah. i can't watch this like no. like, like <laughs> no. three times three times kimi was with me and she's like do we have to watch this and i was like yes we need to watch it yes and, the kimi, and i was we need like to watch this and i was like i was like there's no way there's no way there was a version of this movie that that you had to buy it in english dub so i went and looked and i was like i was like we could have been i got halfway through the movie (laughs) and i was like i was like there has to be like there has to be an italian version like there like this cannot be the only version we have to watch so i look i go in and i'm like we could be watching this in italian and it was a lot better like once better way way, once i changed it yeah (laughs) once i changed it it was actually better yeah um um, but yeah, but yeah, no, the, the makeup, the makeup was amazing. Um, so I, I picked it, uh, to win. Um, I would also like Ma Rainey's Black Bottom to win. Um, yeah, that was good too. That was really good. And I, I think it's definitely up there to, to like that it could win. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm going, I'm putting all my money on Pinocchio. <laughs> I did Mank actually. I said I want and win for oh, Mank. And, and that's okay. only because of Amanda Seyfried's amazing makeup i mean i that's true i honestly and you know black and white is it's great when you get good makeup in black and white and i i thought it was really good so that's what i chose okay all right okay um best international feature film Ooh, we're getting into it i'm so excited 
every year yes. we do this and this year we actually watch all of them so the nominees are another round from denmark better days from hong kong collective from romania the man who sold his skin from tunisia and Kovadis Ida from Bosnia and Herzegovina. Um, I picked I picked another round. I think another round's gonna win. <laughs> yeah. I think I kinda did for me what I want to win. And okay. that's what I think's gonna win, which you know, you might be right about another round, and I feel like I should have chosen that. But I said I want collective to win and I think it's gonna oh. win. Because okay, okay. of all of these movies, I think that one was the most um, gripping for me. Like, I thought that it was the most, like, incredible movie of all of them. You know what I mean? It's Yes. And I'm right there with you. Collective was was one of the ones that, that I think it was, like, another round, Better Days, and mm-hmm. Collective that kind of had my attention, like, for the entirety of the movie. Um, it... I, like, I I don't know why, but, like, I enjoyed Better Days. I don't know if it was, mm-hmm. like, because, mm-hmm. like, the, because it was, it was so scary. Like, it was just, it was, because yeah. it, it's about bullying. And, and these bullies were just, were just ruthless. They were horrible. Yeah. Um, and, and just, like, watching this, this girl and this guy, like, kind of have a cute little relationship, like, all through it and kind of, like, helping each other out, like, was just, I don't know, I was, I was, I was enthralled, like, the whole time. Um, Me too, dude. Me too. Yeah. And it was on a day that I had to watch three movies, and by the time, (laughs) and this movie was very, like, emotionally draining for me. (laughs) Yeah. 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 But, like, by the time I had to watch the third movie, I was like, oh, God. Like, I was, like, I was, like, a husk of a being. Like, I had nothing left. Because, like, this movie just took everything out of me. Um, I but... think it was because of, like, the kind of love story that was in it. It really made it very dramatic and... Very dramatic. A like, lot so more dramatic. gripping. Like, I think, I think yeah, without yeah. the love story, it wouldn't... I mean, it would have been really impactful, but... It just was really great, you know, like it really kept you, you were like, oh, these two, you know, they really care about each other. And just like watching them really care about each other was so satisfying, you know? Yeah. But like Collective was, was just really scary as well because it was mm-hmm. also, a, it's also a documentary. It's also nominated yeah. for documentaries. So it's yeah. like, it's all very real stuff that's happening. And like this, this news oh station God. that's covering, yeah. that's covering everything that's happening. And this horrible fire that, that burned a lot of people who just could not get proper um, medical care to, to revive them. Like a lot of them died because yeah. of this, like from severe burns and just just seeing the the corruption um, in Romania and like just kind of an unearthing all of this like there's just and I don't know if it's just about documentaries but I just feel like I've I've learned so much this year watching all these movies oh, dude, um totally. like a, like about other places like yes. and just about things in general like oh, is that what I documentaries know. do to you you feel like you're learning <laughs> yes <laughs> It's, Dude, it's like what so, the fuck, man? I know it like it gets, you, and I like have been dreaming about these things too, and it's just like oh so my gosh, vivid and so intense, and I feel it was so intense. I feel like we're not doing enough as a species right now. No, I feel like a horrible shit person. Like <laughs> it's just it's horrible. 
I know. Um, Speaking of just absolutely horrendous, horrible things, Quo Vadis Ida was probably, like, I I mean, the, the whole movie was just this woman trying to get her family to safety because the... Because she knew they were going to die if, yeah, if she couldn't it, protect them. And like, the whole if movie, she... they're alive until the very end when they're when they get shot and it's just <sighs> the most the 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 pain that i felt watching this movie i mean it was like because this is about a real event about like this genocide of a of a collection of bosnians of men and women mostly men that were just like mass murdered yeah in yeah, like front over of 8000 like 8300 <laughs> yes, 8, yeah like on like at the oh, UN base these oh these men God. were like were like murdered. murdered i know it's it's oh absolute it's absolutely crazy i had to look up what what you know what how this is remembered and they like tried the um the the like government tried the uh the leader of the, um, I think it was the Serbs that were, that killed all these men and the, the guy, um, who ordered yeah. the, the deaths of all these people. Um, yeah. he was the like, general or something. Yeah. The general, he was like put in jail or something. And the, but the thing is, it's like they, the, I love that they also showed the end where it was like, this woman has to go back to live amongst these people who invaded her, her life, killed her family and then they're just like living amongst them and she has to teach their children and it's like nothing happened you know and she's yeah. looking at the dead bodies a year you know several years later or whatever and it's like they're yeah, having they're to there. having to find which what having to to name the bodies like as they're as they're uncovering more bodies yeah um people coming to find their loved ones um so they oh, can label them and, and get the them all pain. documented probably but yeah, the yeah the scene at the end like killed me when she went back to her house and she was mm-hmm. like, "I need you to pack up and move out of here as soon as possible." And the lady was like, "Is that good for you or like, or is that good to do?" And then finding out that one of the one of the soldiers like lives there with that lady, um, yeah, probably against her will. She probably did not want to marry that dude or like mm-hmm. you know have a child with that dude. Um, but like, and then just seeing all the faces of the people that were in the base, um, like at that little uh, child. Uh, recital that was happening Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i was like oh my god that was that lady oh my god that was that dude yeah and it's just yeah and just like intermingled with the people who were killing their yes their husbands and their their sons i mean yeah yeah and this was like this like people have to live with this like this happened in 90 you know 4 93 or whatever it was like this this wasn't very long ago this was a genocide that like was it was it's akin to the holocaust like the idea that this happened literally and just was this senseless murdering of these people it was like honest like i thought about it and i was like really trying to like not have nightmares after watching this movie i mean it was like yeah just thinking about the men that i love in my life and just this woman this like incredible actress she just she was like unbelievable in this role it was so crazy yeah, she was a she was a translator, and so she was just she was with everyone, and she was and uh, she was a very she was a very uh like she was she was a member or she was an employee of the UN that like they didn't want to lose, so like she was safe like in her position, like she wasn't going to get harmed, um, and yeah, and just 
watching her just like run around and be like, you need to put my family on this list. And they're like, they, we can't, they're not UN like employees. And it's just, it was, it was, it was heartbreaking. It was heartbreaking all around because the UN wasn't getting any backup either. And that guy in the movie was like, he just gave up. He just straight up gave up. He's like, I'm never going to be able to save all these people. You know, yeah, this guy, this guy was like trying to, you know, in- intimidate this general who had like all the power basically, and he mm-hmm. was like not afraid of anything because he knew that the UN wasn't going to come, and this guy was just trying his best, and everyone was yelling at him like, "What are you going to do? Get out! Get out of here! What do you like? Get out here and and do something! Like you have to do something!" And he's just like, he's trying the best he can, and I'm just like, "Oh my god, it's all like, it's all fucked! Like it's, it's all totally fucked. fucked!" It because they didn't send anybody to help. If they would have sent no. like an army. Like the British Army or the Americans, or an airstrike, like you said. There. Yep, it would have completely made it so that at least, like, you know, at least people would have died, but not eight thousand men. You know, like, yeah, it yeah. murdered. Like, it just was. You know, if you think about it like that, it was just such a such a horrible thing to happen. And just, it's a failure of the UN, a failure of like humanity at that point because they really needed it. Um, yeah. And it, it was at the, the breaking point. And so I'm glad that we learned about this because I truly had no idea about this, this genocide. And, and now yeah. we know. So, um, yeah. And it's, it's, it's so, it's so different to us that, you know, I was watching this with Kimmy and, and she, she was like, she was like, this puts the UN in a really bad light. Why would the UN allow this movie to get made? And I was like, I oh, mean, well. I was like, it's history. Yeah. I mean, like, you acknowledged people... it as well. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, people like like people do fucked up shit. I mean, and 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 if it's if it was a war or if it was just a part of history, like it's free game. I mean, people can talk about it however much they want, like because it's it's truth that happened. Yeah, um, I think like watching these these films, especially um, and like the one, the man who sold his skin, was yes. kind of it, it was it was a you know it was a, it was a kind of it said at the end that it was based off the life of somebody else and it was kind of critiquing the art world but also critiquing the you know um the way people see syrian refugees and so i thought it was kind of really well done like mingled all together and yeah it was kind of like a it was kind of like a weird like like humorous like kind of satire like Mm -hmm. the guy um he you know he was he was originally in Serbia, right? No, uh, when, when he when he got arrested, where was he when he got arrested? He was in um, was he in Belgium? He's from Syria. He was from Syria. Syria. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So he, you know, he gets arrested for like shouting something on a on a train, like you know, let's let's you know, revolution. You know, he says he says some some things that you know, governments don't like to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and he gets arrested, and then he has to he has to leave. Like he has to leave the country um, as soon as possible. So he's a refugee, and um, in order to kind of get his freedom, he sells his skin to an artist who tattoos um, a visa. like a a visa on his back, um, and kind of lets him lets him travel. He's he's allowed to travel, um, and it's just uh, it was it was really interesting watching this. Like he has a he has a, a girl that he wanted to marry but had ended up marrying someone else and you mm-hmm. kind of watch their relationship kind of evolve um one of the most beautiful women i've ever seen in my life she was really pretty with, the, with this so guy pretty. i mean yeah. wow she's very very pretty yeah and you just kind of see like how this guy just wants his life back i mean yeah he sells mm-hmm. he sells himself in order to be free 
Um, and it's just, it was so, it was such a creative, like, movie. I, yeah, I know it's, I know it it's, was. like, uh, based on some true events or something, um, or on someone's life. Um, but it was just crazy. Like, it's like thinking of, thinking of someone as a human being, as, as a piece of art, because mm-hmm. that's what he did. He, like, sold himself to be a piece of art. Mm-hmm. Um, he was and then, like, auctioned. people, like, owning him. Yeah, he was yeah. auctioned. He, like, the, the, the contracts that we would hear about him having to go be at someone's house once mm-hmm. every three months or something. Yeah. was, like, crazy. And just, you know, he, he wanted to, he wanted to speak to people, but like, you know, the, the art people were like, no, just sit here. Like, no one wants to talk to you. You have to just yeah. sit here and be the art piece. You're an object. And and they, like, yeah. explicitly said that as well. And there was that, that part that we, he had to, like, sit at that party that that man bought him at. And the yes. guy was talking and, and they were talking to the lady, Soroya or whatever. And they were like, so how did this, how is this a legal sale? And she's like, well, we had to come to this country because of you know, some child trafficking laws or whatever, um, some trafficking laws. Yeah, human laws. trafficking laws. Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, but, it's legal here, so we sell, we sold them here. Yeah, yeah, it's legal here, which was crazy, because you're just like, oh my god, that is like... <laughs> yeah, he's, he's like a slave, you know, it's it's like, you can't... Um, but then the, the way he got out of it was by breaking the law, and he got deported, basically. He's like, okay, bye, peace, you know, like... <laughs> yeah um, basically and then i think he like faked his death or something mm-hmm. yeah the like yeah the, the artist helped him fake his death it was yeah it was, it was a wacky movie it really was and um i wish i would have watched that movie with jake gyllenhaal on netflix that one that's like about the art i forgot what it's called um mm. if, you know what i'm talking about the uh something uh, what about the art I will look it up because it is like supposed okay. to be not that saw buzz saw or something like that. Um, oh, velvet, velvet buzz saw or yes, something. Yes, yes, yes. I think that's what it's called. Yes, velvet buzz saw. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I really pulled that out of my brain. Um, yeah, that was like also about like a weird art, like you know, with like the whole art thing. I, I haven't watched yeah. it, but apparently it's very surreal and, and kind of funny as well. So. Oh, interesting. Okay. Anyway, yeah, that's uh, that's our best international feature film. Um, did you, you chose yes. another round? Do you think another round's gonna win? Yes, I chose another round, um, and you had chose Collective, correct? Yes. Um, which yes. I, I'd be happy if that one wins, too. That one was really good as well. Um, so definitely... Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on to best film editing, and the nominees are The Father, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago Seven. And uh, and I chose Sound of Metal. Yeah, I want Trial of Chicago Seven to win, actually, but I think Sound of Metal will win. Yeah, I would like I'd like Trial of Chicago Seven to win as well because I think uh, for what it was nominated for, it it might have a better chance down in these in these other um in these other categories unfortunately yeah um i also thought that the father had really good film editing as well um i think i had highlighted the father as well yeah. um so either of those i mean i i'd be happy if any of these movies win but That's but i true. i think i think I, sound of metal will win they're all nominated for best film so it's really hard to hard to narrow them all down cuz they're all really great true true 
Okay. Um, best documentary short subject. Colette, a concerto is a conversation. Do not split. Hunger Ward and a love song for Latasha. And of all these, I want a love song for Latasha to win, and I think it's going to win. That's what I put as well. It was kind of between this one, um, and I actually also really enjoyed a, a concerto as a conversation. I really enjoyed that that one as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, and I had kind of I, those these are two I had highlighted, but I eventually moved it over to a love song for Latasha because I remember that being really good. I also enjoyed Colette as well. Mm-hmm. I like um, that one too. It was, that really was really sad. I, I cried at a lot of these. Like a yeah. lot of these best documentary short subjects, I, I think I cried at like all of them. The Hunger <laughs> Ward one was really excruciating. I mean, just watching it was, all these it was kids hard. It was and hard just like to watch. they all yeah. died and it was, ugh, it was just like they were all so, so sad. And um, yeah. It was in Yemen, and they're just, they're all, like, in a country of war, so there's, like, literally no infrastructure to get them food or anything, and it's just... Yeah, I think there was a lot of talks of, like, of, like, a lot of their supplies get taken Mm -hmm. or something, so they just don't, they just don't get anything. Like, it's very hard to come by stuff, and, and, like, what these kids just really need is, is food. They need to eat. They need to, they need to eat more than just, like, I, I think they were just eating a lot of bread. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, lots of carbs. But they all have, like, celiac they just... because they were eating so much yeah. wheat. And it was just, like, yes, so sad. And, oh, my gosh, that one girl that, like, the woman was trying to, like, get her to um, play. And she, like, gave her a balloon. And she's, like, here, play. And the kid just, like, was, like, catatonic. Like, he, she just, like, didn't understand anything because, like, she was in such an extreme situation. It was so yeah. heartbreaking. Um, yeah, yeah. I I really loved Colette because it did kind of remind me of Covadis Ida, um, mm-hmm. with like the yeah. this like this is the sister of a woman who was in the French Resistance during World War Two, and uh, or sister of a man who died. Um, and she like goes to the gulag or the the location of uh, where her brother died. Um, like he was in the crematorium in one in of the, the camps. camps. Yeah. yeah. And so it was just like, like where they went and like learning about how they built those, um, rockets. And like most people just died making the rockets in those caves. And this woman, yeah. Cause they to, would like, work like that. 24 hours with like no breaks. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just had to make all these weapons for them. Yeah. And she's like recalling her, her uh, history as well, like being in the resistance and kind of, you know, the, the risk that she took in order to, to help a greater cause, um, was, was, was really, was really sad, but like also really amazing to hear. Like it was, Mm -hmm. and like, it was also really sad when, you know, she, she shows up in the town and the mayor like hears of it and she's like trying to eat and she like, cause she was very reluctant to go on this trip to begin with. Um, she knew it would be very hurt, like painful to go and, and mm-hmm. like to, to take all this stuff in, but, and like, she gets to this restaurant and the mayor knows she's there and they're just like, oh, we want to, we want to, you know, call you a hero and congratulate you. And she's just like, leave me alone. I don't want to hear all this. Like, it's just, it's too much for her. And, and I, yeah. was, I was like, just leave her alone. She's trying to eat. <laughs> I know like, that was, that was really hard. It was crazy. And I, yeah. I think I watched it like after I watched Quovadis Ida. So it was kind of like, so fresh that like pain of losing someone people that you love um so closely 
like that. Yeah. So it really, I think they paired very well together um, to just like, you know, senseless death. Um, a lot of yeah. senseless death in these in these a lot a lot and i also just like i i I think i liked those those two um like colette and a concerto as a conversation because they Mm -hmm. were just like you know people recalling stories because like yes Mm -hmm. colette was really sad but they were also just kind of like talking about them as Mm -hmm. talking about her brother um when they were kids and like kind of kind of the person he was before he um you know was taken or was in the war and stuff like that and um, I really liked a concerto as a conversation because I remember the music being really good, and mm-hmm. I think that's because I think a Chris Bowers is a is a music director or something. I, I think he works on like yeah, he's a composer music for movies. Yeah, yeah, composer. There we go. That's the word. And he he um, made the music for Green Book, and that was what it, it showed yes. in, the, in the documentary. Yes, I remembered seeing that, and I just really liked um, hearing his uh, grandfather like talk about how he you know came to came to LA uh, with like yeah. nothing and like you know it was a called nice one. yeah called a dry cleaner in the phone book and got a job and it was just it was just amazing like hearing this story um, yeah. so i really that one was that actually one. nice like it wasn't like extremely sad it was actually kind of like sweet you know yeah yeah, yeah. it was a it was a breath of fresh air <laughs> it was a nice break from all the yeah. sadness uh, well, I want Love Song for Latasha to win because, again, it was... I thought that that one had kind of a much more... Um, because of all the animation paired with it, I thought it was right, really yeah. artfully done. And just, like, yeah, it, you know... I just really enjoyed the way that they told the story of Latasha and all the that friends and, yeah. and family who, who loved her. And, again, just, like, the senseless killing of her. Um, just... I really... I think it just is really timely and really great and I I really like that one. I think it was just really well done as a as a film. Um for so sure. I think that talk- one will win. Well, we haven't talked about uh Do Not Split, which I watched um I I I didn't get to the end of it because I I was watching it and I kept getting nauseous. So I had to kind of stop. Yeah, it was very uh it was very like mo- like mo- like moved a lot. Yeah, um, but I did learn a lot about what's going on in Hong Kong, and um, I thought that that was good, because I really don't know a lot about what's going on in Hong Kong, and uh, that one educated me, so thank you. Do not split. Yeah, so basically that one's, like, about how in Hong Kong people want to change their government. They want, like, a democracy, um, right? And um, Yeah, like, they just want more power over Hong Kong, which has always been owned by China. And it's just right. like an island, and they just feel like they need to govern themselves. Yeah, yeah. And so it's a lot, and it's kind of like this uh, this civil war almost between like the older generation and the younger generation, mm-hmm. where like the younger kids want want change, and the and not not all of them obviously, because like there are some older people that were kind of on the young side as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just it just the way it was kind of portrayed just seems like this this battle between young and old. Um, and like these two differing viewpoints of how they want their, of how they want their their place that they live to to be run, um, so it was crazy with and it was just a lot of protest footage, yeah. um, but like you you learn a lot along the way as well like from interviews from people and just kind of taking in kind of what's going on around them. Yeah, um, we you know before we had see... oh, sorry continue. Well, I wanted to go back to Love Song for Latasha yeah. because there was a yeah. comment I wanted to make before we had moved to Do Not Split. So I just oh, sorry. wanted to 
bring that up before we moved on. But if you had an, if you had a lasting comment on do not split, like go ahead. I do not continue. Okay, so I also really like love song for Latasha because you never really saw like the 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 like I I don't remember seeing like Latasha's face and it was kind of kind of seemed like mm, faceless yeah. and that almost felt like. <laughs> Like, it could yeah. be a universal story for, like, a lot of... Because a lot of incidences like this happen, mm-hmm. um, where it's just a needless death, um, and um, in this, you know, horrible world that we're living in right now. Um, but, um, yeah, so I, I just remember that part kind of being... Because it was, like, we, we heard people, like, saying poems and stuff about Latasha. We never, like, saw their face. So, like, I just mm-hmm. felt like it could be... It can be a story for... For many people because it's a story that we're hearing far too often yeah and we're going to talk about that later in some of the other shorts um yes that we'll see um all right are we are we done with best documentary short subject we'll move on to best documentary feature yes so the nominees we have for best documentary feature are collective crip camp the mole agent, my octopus teacher, and time. And uh, yeah, I think uh, my octopus teacher will win. Um, oh. But but I would very much like Crip Camp to win. Yeah. <laughs> I really liked Crip Camp. I want a lot. Crip Camp to win, and I think it's going to win. It's either that <gasps> or Collective, but that's I true. Think. Yeah, Collective. Well. I think because Crip Camp was produced by the Obamas, I feel like it's got a leg up. Mm, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed Crip Camp a lot. Um, so we had already kind of talked about Collective. Um, Crip Camp was, um, so like it. It was. It. I learned so much from this. I. I liked it so much that I. I like want to watch it again and like show yep. it to Kimmy. I was like, I was like, Kimmy, I watched a documentary uh, that I think you'll like, and we should just watch it again together. Um, but, um, so it kind of, so the, it kind of starts off talking about this, uh, summer camp that, that people with different, um, uh, disabilities would go to. And, um, they, so like a lot of it like starts there. Cause like, that's where we kind of learn about all these people that had, um, a really great, um, effect on, um, laws and, you know, uh, uh, programs that were passed to, to help people with disabilities, um, and so you just kind of follow this like kind of group of like I don't I don't know how many there were but we we saw their names a lot like all the way through to like the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say it was like a group of like eight people, you know, like kind of like um, there was like that editor guy, I th- or no lighting guy. There was a guy yeah, who like works. Jim at Lebrecht. A... He's one of the, the yes. um He's one of the filmmakers too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. And then, like, there was a there's a lady who ends up, like, running a, um, what was her name? Judy Newman. Judy yes. Newman. Excuse me. Judy Human. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And I follow so, like, her now on, just... on social medias. <laughs> oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. I want to do that. She is a badass lady. Yeah. So she, um, it's like we just kind of, we just kind of learn about all these people that, that, that again like just just were that had a really positive effect on on uh, people with disabilities and just kind of seeing like kind of where we are today and how like a lot still needs to change but oh, um, totally yeah completely 
Um, but just kind of getting all this backstory was was awesome. I like I really enjoyed I really enjoyed this documentary a lot. I think for me the the it was very very incredible because of how much we see this in our daily lives. Just how the, there's ADA stuff everywhere that like we notice the um like the accessibility for disabled persons in our world in America and mm -hmm. we see it everywhere and that is because of these people and and that yeah. is like it is directly because of these people and it is yeah. such an incredible story especially all of the and, and we discussed uh, a little bit about Crip Camp in our um, Sound of Metal episode if you go listen to that but oh, um, right. just like again like the amount of like work that these people and protests that they did like speaking their mind as americans being able to do this and just being like looked down upon while like you know crawling up the steps of the capitol building i mean it's so emotional and so incredible i i mean i really really love this documentary yeah and like and just kind of kind of it all starting at this camp that made everyone feel mm -hmm. like they could be themselves and they just made these very lasting relationships that were beautiful and had such such a great impact um on on our society um like it was it was so awesome like it was awesome dude <laughs> it really was awesome it really was um I yeah it again it just made me feel it made me feel good that we we watched it and I'm, I just really want everybody to watch it it's on Netflix <laughs> yeah um, if, if, like and and this is coming from from me who I don't really I don't really like uh, documentaries or, or watch them just because I don't really know where to start like there I just feel like there are documentaries on so many things that I don't know what I want to learn about mm -hmm. um and so this like this was this was awesome everyone should watch it it was it was so good. <laughs> so let's talk about the other three. So you picked uh, My Octopus Teacher, which um, you and I both talked about how beautiful and wonderful this movie was. I cried watching this movie, did you? <laughs> um, I think so. I think I definitely dry cried during a crib camp, but I, I, I might have shed like a tear, like a, just like a little, <laughs> a little single tear or two during yeah. My Octopus Teacher, because it, it was really sad. Like this, this, uh, this guy really formed a relationship with this octopus and uh and it was it was beautiful like like watching her her whole life like go yeah. through like just watch yeah. it from not from start but like you know from when he met her to to how she died and it was just it was beautiful like it and just really all the was. stuff that you could learn from like yeah. from one little octopus living in a little living in a little reef somewhere like just it was in, beautiful in south, so beautiful south africa yeah yeah. It was. It was it was definitely like I'll never forget it. I think it just I mean aside from that the absolute absolutely beautiful imagery, it just the guy who was talking has like such a way with words. He was such a poet and he was just explaining his his time with this octopus and what it taught him and it and I again like it's very very beautiful and and just connecting with nature and connecting with the world and just it made it feel so much more um accessible because of all this footage it it really was incredible yeah yeah um yeah and uh the other two we got the mole agent in time um the mole agent i think was from was it argentina or Ch chile um um possibly i think it was um, chile yeah 
Yeah. Um, I really liked the layout of this one because, you know, it kind of, it kind of made it seem like, you know, a spy film, you know, Mm -hmm. this, this, uh, guy goes undercover. He's like, he's like above 80 years old or something. Um, and he, he goes into an old folks home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to kind of keep track of, of, um, so someone had, had put their mother, um, into, into this old folks home. And they thought that she was, you know, she was getting stuff stolen from her. She wasn't getting handled properly. Um, so this like, uh, what's it called? Independent. What is it called? Like the, the, uh, spy private detective. There we go. Yeah, Private detective. Yes. Um, sends in, you know, finds, finds someone who can get admitted into this old folks home and just keep track of things. And just the stuff that he reports back to him is just, is so great like he you really get his opinion of things and he really gets to know these these uh other people living in this in this home and you know he 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 really loves them and it just it just you know he he kind of strays from his from his mission and his uh tasks sometimes but i think in the best way possible like it's just (laughs) like the fact that we were able to get this guy's opinion of everything was just beautiful he was like a beautiful soul and his it was wife just, had just it was died. so pure it was so wholesome <laughs> some so of the good. reviews i was reading for this was like well, when you get over the whole moral ambigu- ambiguity of like the idea of this documentary in which they just put this old man who could die at any time away from his family into this thing to spy on people and i'm like that's yeah, yeah. i mean it definitely is something that probably wouldn't like it was completely fabricated like it was pretty clear that these documentary people were like Ooh, you know what would be a good idea is if we took this old man and told him to go spy on this lady and when it's really not that important and it just like you know it's like it, it was it was a fabricated story but um mm-hmm. it kind of you know ended up being a realistic like beautiful movie in that sense and definitely very campy like i think it just had that like you know old spy music kind of thing and turned into yeah. something a little bit better for sure yeah, it was it was a little cheesy, a little campy yeah. for sure, but uh, but I really enjoyed it. I liked it a lot. Um, and then we've got uh, and then time. lastly we have time. Yes, yes. Uh, this was the last one that I watched uh, the documentaries, and I really enjoyed it. It was it was following this woman, um, Fox, who Fox Rich who has hit her husband in jail and he's been in jail for 20 years and she's just anxiously waiting for him to get out and she's been raising their kids, like their four kids by herself. And Yeah, she's like documenting their life mm-hmm. so that, you know, he can probably have like a a, a collection of, of them growing up when he gets out because he's going to be missing. He's He missed a lot of it. Yeah. Um, and then just seeing her dedication, like calling the courthouse or, mm-hmm. you know, calling whoever she has to call. I don't even know, like, yeah, yeah, her patience with them and, like, just trying to, you know, just trying to move things along. Like, like, the fact that they were stalling on, on releasing him for whatever reason, which was ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Um, what, like, was just, it was crazy to see that she's been calling and he he should have been released, like, who knows, like, how, I, I I think he was in, like, an extra year, like, he would, he didn't even need to, to be there or something. Mm -hmm. Um, and they were just stalling and her kind of being an advocate uh, um, or like a spokesperson kind of for like, I, I think she kind of helped other 
families who were going through this as well. I don't know. I saw mm-hmm. her speaking a lot. Like, she was spoke she... a lot. Yeah. I think she just was somebody who was an advocate. I think she was somebody who spoke about her her experience as the wife of somebody who's in jail. Yeah. Um, and just the love that they share and the, the life that he missed. And um, I think the most impactful part of this was the end where there's all these beautiful um, home videos that she had of her kids and everything was going backwards. And it was just so heartbreaking because this man is 20 years of his children's life. Yeah. You know, and it, it just was so, it was very, very impactful. And I thought it was a really good documentary. It was. It was really good. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely enjoyed that. I'm glad that that one was available on Amazon as well. Yeah, I'm I'm so happy that a lot of these were, were very easy to get to. I mean, yeah, some of them we had to rent, but mm-hmm. but a lot of these were just were just available, yeah, on either Amazon Prime, free with Prime, or uh, on, on Netflix. Like, I, I really enjoyed that this year. Yeah. So should we move on to Best Cinematography? Yes. Okay. The nominees are Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, News of the World, Nomadland, and The Trial of Chicago 7. Yes. And uh, and I chose uh, Nomadland for this one. I, I think it's going to win. Me too, man. Oh. Oh. It was very good. Yeah, I remember this movie being really beautiful. Um, I remember News of the World being being very pretty as well, but I uh, Nomadland like really stuck out to me. Yes, News of the World. I think the the scene that I really enjoyed was when they were in the um, the sandstorm. I really liked that part. Oh yeah, where she's like walking towards the Native Americans um, in the sand. That was a really good one. But yeah, yeah. like all of these are excellent. Um, I. Yeah, I I think Nomad Mad, Nomadland is the most, you know, visually appealing one probably. So that one probably would. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep, totally agree, totally agree. Um, and I don't think there's a new. Um, we've already talked about. There's nothing in here that we need to go over because we've already talked about these movies. Um, <laughs> okay. So next we have best live action short film, and the nominees are. Feeling Through, The Letter Room, The Present, Two Distant Strangers, and White Eye. And unfortunately, we were not able to watch White Eye because it was nowhere to be found. (laughs) You tried really hard to find this one, too. I tried so hard, everyone. Like, please believe me. (laughs) I tried. (laughs) I looked everywhere. Yeah. Um... But uh, this one was tough. I really enjoyed a lot of these. Um, but I, th- uh, in the end, I picked, and maybe this is just me being biased, but I picked, uh, I picked Feeling Through because I remember really enjoying that one. I think that was one of the first ones I watched. Yeah, I want that one to win for sure. But for some reason, I think the letter room's going to win, and I think it's because the production design, I think, is a little bit more. I think it. I feel mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. the people okay. who are going to be voting for this are going to be like, "Ooh, Oscar Isaac." count me yeah, in. Yeah, you, know, you know, Oscar's in it. Yeah. It, uh, <laughs> but another one that I really enjoyed and would love to see win is uh, Two Distant Strangers. That mm. that one was, that was it was, it was wild. It, yeah. it was like a, it was like a really horrible version of like Groundhog Day mm-hmm. um, where this, uh, this man, this black man just keeps uh, reliving the same day. You know, he's just, uh, he's just hooked up with a, with a lady that he really likes. Um, 
and he he goes to leave her house so that he can go feed his dog and and he keeps getting shot by the same policeman and he he was shot like a hundred plus times mm-hmm. um and he tries everything he tries you know going a different direction like uh, talking to the policeman and mm-hmm. uh, you know eventually getting a ride home from the policeman and still getting killed yep um yeah and it was I felt like it was very topical. It was even kind of, like, funny at some points because, like, it's just kind of like that... I don't want to say, like, dark humor, but, like, that, like there were there were parts that, like, were kind of... I think the Groundhog Day concept is kind of funny in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And just kind of, like, his back and forth, like, because eventually this was happening so much that he was talking to the girl and he was like, I, I keep dying. And she's like, well, have you tried this? And then just watching the, the different situations that can happen they they just seem so polar that it just seems ridiculous too but it's it's they're all situations that could definitely happen yeah and i i really like the end of this as well because i knew that it wasn't going to get solved i knew he was just going to keep getting killed because that's how it is in reality and yeah the the end has all of the names of the people all the black people who've been senselessly murdered by the police um, and just, like, some of the reasons why they were killed, which is just, like, they were getting ice cream, or they were sleeping in their bed, or they were, you know, um, opening their door with their keys or something, you know, and yeah. it was, uh, it was very impactful. I, I think, you know, I don't know, I don't, I want to say it would win, but I just don't think that the acting was, like, good enough, but then again, it was just, like, no, a little short film, yeah. but... The concept the acting was, was really not very good. strong. The concept <laughs> was was amazing. The acting, yeah, was not very strong. Um, and I kind of noticed that too. But yeah, it's super impactful. Definitely topical. I mean, yeah, the the fact that this guy, like, like this guy, could easily be on the list as a real person who's been killed needlessly because he mm-hmm. was trying to get home to mm-hmm. to feed his dog. Like, and he kept saying that. And mm-hmm. and these and those same types of situations were coming up. You know, driving home driving home from someplace, you know, uh, going to the grocery store, Mm -hmm. sleeping in their bed. Like it was, it, and, and like, and it seems ridiculous, but it's, it's so, it's so true. Yeah. I thought that uh, today I watched the, the present, um, which is just, I guess about the Palestinian Israeli border and just this man trying to get a, um, fridge for his wife and, I yeah, he has to that... go through this like stop every yeah. like, every day if he wants to enter this this area, and like he just yeah. lives on the other side of it, and it's just such a nuisance. <laughs> to it's get horrible, through. and he's he's so mad, and he's he's really kind of keeping it underneath the surface. Um, I like that one as well, but definitely what like I was just expecting him to get murdered because we've been watching so much like horrible stuff lately, and it just was like, oh, he doesn't get killed. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Yeah, no, I, I think I had almost picked this one um, to win as well. But yeah, then I kind of changed my mind. But yeah, I remember thinking this one was good too. And his, his daughter was super cute. And when he took her with him um, mm-hmm. and she and she peed herself because she had to wait for him in the, in the yeah, you know, the in the cage. jail, like in the in the cage yeah. for so long while they processed him, um, which was ridiculous. Um, but yeah, definitely watching him just like slowly get more and more frustrated. I was like, dude, like... <laughs> I was waiting for him to die. I know. Completely. Um, he was just trying to get a fridge. Yeah, too bad we can't watch White Eye. Maybe it will show up uh, in the next couple weeks before the Oscars. 
Yeah, possibly, possibly. Um, and I, we didn't really talk about the letter room, um, mm-hmm. but yes, it does have Oscar Isaac in it, and Oscar Isaac plays um, someone who works at a jail. Mm-hmm. Um, he kind of starts off just kind of being a normal guard, sort of, mm-hmm. um, and then he changes into uh, being the manager of, like, a communications uh section like he has to scan and read through all the letters and communications that come in for all the inmates um and you know he kind of he kind of gets enthralled in this back and forth that's happening between um an inmate who's on death row um and you know his his uh his girlfriend who seems like she's waiting for him um outside mm-hmm. of jail played by Alicia um, cat yes yes another a, a well-known actor and um so he kind of he kind of gets a little bit too caught up in this story and you know he's like he's like why aren't you answering her and he eventually goes and like talks to her and she's like she's kind of moved on she's had a baby and she's with someone else and she's like I send him these so that you know he can he can die knowing that I still love him um and like and you know it's it was uh it was kind of sad and then he kind of has like a little side side thing with um like a side story with another inmate there who hasn't received a letter from his daughter in a while and he ends up like faking a letter to give it to him so that he can, you know, feel better um, about his daughter not corresponding with him. But he sees through it, and and their little their little uh, friendship was funny. And he's like he's alone really too; like he lives alone. You could tell he's pretty yeah, lonely. Yeah, he dog. He's an immigrant, so he doesn't really have any family. And it's just like yeah, it it was nice. Like I thought it was a pretty nice tale, and that's probably why I chose it. Um, to maybe win but I didn't think it was like the most impactful you know like like no. feeling through <laughs> that yes we haven't so, talked about yet <laughs> yes feeling through um is about a um like a young a young kid who is kind of like hopping from couch to couch he like he's like homeless he doesn't have you know anywhere to go and you know he's kind of texting friends to see if he can you know, go stay with them. And he, he comes across a blind man who's trying to get home. Blind, um, he's deaf, just deaf, blind. Blind, yes, blind and deaf. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just been out on a date and he's just trying to get home and uh, he, he needs help. Like he, he has a sign. So the guy like comes across him, he's holding a sign saying, uh, if you can please direct me to, you know, the nearest bus station I'm trying to get here. Oh, it says like, help um, me, I'm, I'm, I'm deaf, blind, I want to cross the street. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Um, and so he ends up, like, communicating with this guy, get eventually, like, you know, hopefully getting him home. I mean, he kind of, he kind of leaves him on the bus once the bus finally shows up. Like, they miss the bus, and it's, like, kind of funny, and, you know, they're, <laughs> the guy's thirsty, so, like, you know, they go and get a drink, and then they yeah. miss the bus, and they have to sit and wait. And this, uh, kid is just, you know, very, he's just, he's very determined to get this guy home. Like, he, he, like, they form a connection that's really sweet and, and really great, and, um, he, you know, he gets on the bus and he's like talking to the bus driver, like, you need to make sure he gets home. Like, you need to make sure he gets off at this exit. And he's like, yep. yeah, whatever, dude, yeah. I got it. And he's like, no, tell me that you're going to tell that you're going to get this guy home. Yeah. And yeah. Cause he like really cared for him by the end. Um, and I really liked it a lot. I, I really, really liked it. And then I watched a documentary about the making of it. Did you watch that too? No. Oh my God, that? dude. It was so good. It was on the side. I definitely, you should definitely go watch it. It's so great. Oh it's gosh. basically just as long as the film itself. Um, oh my gosh. I about, need to make a note. Yeah, it's so good because the guy who's in it is the only person 
the only deafblind actor, like, in a movie, ever. Like, he is... Really? Yes, and he's actually deaf and blind. Like, he's in the movie. He has a... He's partially blind, so he still has some eyesight, um, but only, like, a little bit. Like, only, like, a tiny, tiny bit. That's... So the only way they could communicate with him while they were making the movie at night was they had to put lights on the interpreters who would sign to him. And he could, oh. he had to like see, be able to see them with enough light to be able to see the signs that they were doing. Um, oh, and they filmed okay. the whole movie like in a day and they did it, um, you know, at nighttime. And, um, oh man, but the, the documentary just goes through, um, the finding of this guy. They went through the Helen Keller Institute to try and, um, find it. And the filmmaker who made it, he had an experience very similar to, the the young man in this movie where he wasn't homeless but he like caught this guy he was like walking in the village one night in new york and he saw this guy who had a sign that said that uh you know um i'm deaf blind i need to walk across the street will you help me and he brought him to the nearest um because he asked he wrote a piece of paper and he asked to get to the nearest um bus stop and he wrote to him on his hand just like in the in the short film and then in the documentary he finds him the guy that he had met. It is such a great little documentary about it. You really got to watch it. Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. I'm going to watch that. That sounds amazing. Oh my it gosh. Went, I love that. It is the cutest thing. And I, I, I mean, I, I hope it wins. I, I really want it to win. Um, I mean, I said the letter room's going to win, but I hope people watch the documentary for feeling through and realize that it's actually like an extremely important film. And um, I really want to share it to everybody I know because it was just such a great little film too yeah so good so good yeah okay um let's move on now to best animated short film yes Um, and the nominees are burrow genius loki if, if that's how you pronounce it i'm sorry um if anything happens i love you opera and yes people and unfortunately the only one we were not able to watch was opera um, yeah. tried very hard, could not find it. So we will see if it shows up maybe in the next week or so. Yep. <clears throat> but, uh, I chose, um, this one was tough. Um, I liked a lot of these, but I, I, I chose yes people. Cause I just, I really liked it. I, I liked the, the, yeah. the animation, the stop motion. Um, I thought it was really cute. Um, and uh, that's the one I went with. That's I'm I'm putting putting all the eggs in this basket. <laughs> I really like that one. <laughs> it took me a while to realize that everybody in that was saying yes because it was in Icelandic. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh, they're saying yes because they're called yes people. Um, and it was really really cute. I watched it and Danny was kind of looking over my shoulder and he he was laughing. Um, yeah, it was really it, funny. It I really liked really, all the little yeah. Yeah, I loved all the little characters we met, like, in the short amount of time. Um, <clears throat> like, it was really great to just see how they could, like, just show all these people and uh, and you could you could care about them so much in such a short amount of time. Like, I really loved all these people. Yeah, I chose um, that I want to win and that I think is going to win. Um, if anything happens, I love you. That was really good, too. Yeah, um, I think that one was very, very impactful for me. I thought it was, like, really well done. And, um, just like the kind of realization that it's about a school shooting and that these, this couple lost their daughter, it just was really like really emotional and really great. Um, 
I today I watched Genius Loki and Burrow. Um, I I like Genius Loki, but I really didn't understand what was going on, which is fine, you know. But the animation was beautiful. Like the, the I, I didn't understand what was going on, but it was very beautiful. <laughs> so um, yeah, I'm I'm right there with you, dude. Like the yeah the 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 images we were seeing were really cool. Um, it was it was really well done, like animated wise. Um, or, like, art-wise, but yeah, I, I was lost. I was very lost. <laughs> but, um, and Burrow, Burrow was, was cute. So cute. I, I, it was like watching a little, um, picture book. Like, it kind of felt like, you know, you were, you were watching a, uh, children's book. It was really cute. Yeah, it was really cute. Um, I'll definitely be happy if, um, if, uh, if anything happens, I love you wins as well, because, yeah, that one was really good. And, um, and, uh, you, you really got to... You really got to feel for these for these two parents that lost their kid, um, and uh, kind of seeing kind of seeing themselves separate because of it. But then, I, th- I think hopefully I can't. I, I think it was one of the first ones I watched. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they kind of got they were getting a little bit closer together by the end. Like I think, but just you know, kind of seeing how this type of loss can can affect your relationship in a lot of ways. Yeah, it was interesting because I was, like, watching it, and then all of a sudden it started playing 1950 by King Princess, was, like, the middle, like, the song in the middle of it, and I love that song, and I was like, why is this song playing in this short right now? It's, like, a contemporary mm-hmm. song by somebody, you know, like, I, I, they, the filmmakers must just really like King Princess, which is, you know, cool and everything, but it just, to me, it felt like it was so weirdly out of place, like, <laughs> yeah. playing yeah. such a contemporary song. Um, yeah. So then now the song is in my head. <laughs> um, all right. So we'll move on to best costume design. Yes. All right. The nominees are Emma, Mank, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Mulan, and Pinocchio. And what'd you pick, Alessandra? Well, I want Emma to win, but I think Mank is going to win? Question mark. <laughs> Mm, okay. Um I put that I think Ma Rainey's Black Bottom's going to win. Nice. Um yeah. I would love Emma to win. I think the costumes were were wonderful in that movie. Um And uh, I don't know about Mank. I mean maybe. And uh, I mean Mulan, I don't know. It's sure. I don't know. But uh and, I, know, I really Pino think Ma Rainey's going to win. <laughs> um yeah, so I I mean I thought the makeup was amazing for Pinocchio, but I I the the costumes didn't didn't do as much for me. It was it was mostly the makeup. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm choosing uh I'm choosing Ma Rainey. All right. Um, we talked about Emma in our Emma podcast. I think it I think Emma is the first um 2020 movie that we talked about that is on this list of oscar nominated films so yes <laughs> that I one was so. all the way back in february of last year which is more than a year ago um, yeah it's uh it's it's crazy to think it's crazy to think but uh, i remember really enjoying that movie yeah me too dude um all right moving on to best sound and our nominees are greyhound mank News of the World, Soul, and Sound of Metal. And uh, and I chose Sound of Metal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, want and win for Sound of Metal for sure. 
Um, I had originally picked Greyhound because, you know, it's like a war film and usually people working on war films are really good at sound. Yep. Um, yeah. And and I remember the sound being really good for this. Like, there was mm-hmm. a lot of sounds that, that had mm-hmm. to come through, like with the torpedoes going under the water and, yep. you know, yep. all the bullets and, you know, whoever was doing sound for that movie had, had a lot to do. Oh, yeah. there It was like all sound, you know? <laughs> it was all sounds. It was, it was very... Like, it was everywhere. Just yeah. sounds all over the place. Yeah. It was good. Um. But, yeah. um, I, I didn't mind Greyhound. I mean, I thought it was really interesting. It just kind of takes place like in a very short amount of time um the Mm -hmm. these um boats are trying to cross like a large channel that um is very dangerous for them to cross to bring supplies uh to to uh england i'm assuming i'm assuming like from yeah from america to england i think during world war ii yep yeah during world war ii and uh, it's very dangerous because there were a lot of german u-boats um underwater there just looking for supply boats to 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 gun down to gun down and, and they um, succeeded a lot they killed so many so many people in the atlantic and it's just yes it's crazy it's crazy yes and this is the other movie with uh, tom hanks he mm-hmm. he plays the captain of the greyhound which is one of the boats that is supposed to protect the supply boats one of one of three or four whether three of them four of them Dude, I don't know. Um, I was I was mostly just focusing on what was supposed to be going on in that scene. <laughs> and it was it was like nonstop. Like this movie's like pacing was like it was it never it constant. never never took a break. Nope. Never it, took a break. They never let him rest. I don't think he slept for like ten days straight. Um No. No. And you know, he's just think he had no time to think about anything else other than the next move. Um and it was his first time as a captain. It was, it was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah. It was, it was a lot of anxiety. Um, <laughs> Definitely. But, uh, yeah. still, still kind of enjoyable. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm very, uh, I'm very meh about, about war films, but this, this <laughs> yeah. one wasn't, wasn't too bad. Yeah. Yeah. I think because we didn't, you know, with this one, we didn't see a whole lot of like upfront death. I think it was kind of like off like it was away you know we, we didn't see people oh, straight like up just kind of watching a boat a boat go down in the yeah. background yeah and like you know fire yeah. on the ship and then like his we hear that his you know uh mess his uh chef dies and it's sad that's right that's but, yeah, like that's we don't like actually the one, like see very emotional die. death you know yeah that happened yes which you know i like that i like that it was a little bit more like we, we, there wasn't so much gore it was kind of just like a little bit distant but very realistic it was a, with was a little little censored yeah a little, a little bit, bit censored yeah that's true because it could have been a lot worse and you know um but it, you know it wasn't like titanic or something where it was like totally like too much you know gore right and, yeah and pain and exactly um yeah, so Sound of Metal, I think, is going to win because it the sound is, I, I mean, they so they split it up. They put it back into one category this year. I don't know if you noticed. It used to be sound editing and sound design, remember? And now it's just sound. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, the Sound of Metal, like, the sound is the movie. Like, there's no, it, it's the, it makes the movie great. 
and I think there's yeah. no yeah. other way to put it. It's just the best sound. Like, it just is. <laughs> so I'm sure it's going to win. Yeah. Um, no, co- completely. Completely. Yeah. Uh, go listen to that Sound of Metal podcast for that. Yes. And uh, next up, we've got Best Original Score. Um, and the nominees are uh, The Five Bloods, Mank, Minotti, News of the World, and Soul. And uh, and uh, and I I chose I chose Soul. Yeah, me too, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Trent Reznor I'm and that were... <laughs> And John Batiste. Yeah. Um, I remember the the music being really good. Um, in this one, in Soul. Um, so yeah, I think it's gonna win. I mean, I can't believe Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross got nominated twice in the same category. Which is like what happened with, uh, I mean, it's happened several times. It's definitely happened before, but good for them. Oh, because also for Mank. Uh-huh. I see. I see. I was not putting two and two together. Um, <laughs> but yes, I see that Different now. people with the same names. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, interesting. All right. There they were. They've been working hard. Working hard <laughs> last year. Yeah. Um, um Yeah, Soul had good really, really good music for sure. So, yeah. And uh and we also talked about The Five Bloods uh last year as well. So, mm-hmm. definitely look out for that. Podcast. Are, are we going to do a playlist um of all the Oscar nominated? Don't we normally do that? We put all the the episodes together and do like a playlist or something can't you do that like on soundcloud or something i don't know oh uh, yeah i mean i can i can do that yeah put them all in there for sure if, if you guys want to marathon it yeah oh, you could listen to everything before the oscars come out go ahead but next up we got best original song what are the nominees alessandra the nominees are fight for you from judas and the black messiah by her Hear My Voice, Trial of the Chicago 7, Husavik, Eurovision Song Contest, EO, C, Scene, The Life Ahead, Speak Now, One Night in Miami. Um, and I want Husavik to win because that song was just fucking amazing, but I think Speak Now is probably going to win from One Night in Miami. The songs are very tough for me. I do yeah. not have like I don't have know. like a I don't have, have like an ear these. for sound for song. <laughs> um, I I chose "Fight for You" just because I mm. like that song. I also really liked "Husafik" as well. Um, but I also yeah. liked "Speak Now." I also really liked "EOC." Like I I <laughs> yeah. like that song too. Like these were all really great songs. <laughs> yeah. So like I honestly I'd be happy if if any of them won. But I I mean I chose I chose "Fight for You." Um. And that's and that's all I have to say about that. But I am, yes, I'm um, so happy that Husevik got nominated. Like, I was just overjoyed. I'm happy I finally watched that movie. Um, because you know I I'd seen it on there and I wanted to watch it. Um, but like Kimmy was never in the mood to watch it, so I was like, all right. But because it was nominated for song, I was like, all right, gotta watch it, Kimmy. <laughs> and uh, and. <laughs> And, and she really enjoyed it. Like it was a really fun movie. Like it was, um, it it was really funny. It, it was it was what I needed because you know again a lot of these movies this year were were really sad. And it was yeah. it was nice to throw in like a funny one um, here and there wherever I could. So yeah. Um, 
what's that song that they sing in Iceland where it's like uh, they make them play it over and over again? They're like, uh, play, uh, what? Oh, like, like something ding dong. Yeah, yeah, oh, ding yeah, yeah, dong ding dong. Yes. <laughs> play yeah, yeah, ding dong. And they're like, we don't want to play yeah, yeah, ding dong. <laughs> I don't want to play. <laughs> Just play. Yeah, and the yeah, guy, the, the guy in the scream. bar is like, play it. I, I was like, dude, what? So what are you doing? Just play. Yeah, yeah, ding dong. He's like, he's like screaming at him, and I was like, what? It's, it was <laughs> funny. It was, it was a funny movie. I, I like want to watch it again. It was hilarious. It was so funny. I like, yeah. I like, oh, like, oh, are you two like? Like brother and sister? Oh no, yeah, mo- prob- most definitely, probably not. We're probably not brother and sister. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and she's like, "We're not brother and sister." <laughs> we're definitely so not. Probably not brother and sister. Probably not. We're not. Pro- probably not. Mo- most likely not. Brother and sister. Um, I, the, uh, Dan Stevens. Yeah, so Dan Stevens. Funny. Oh, so funny. My God, like just that oh, Russian, my gosh. like. He, yeah. I mean, you know, you're in the middle of of Down Abbey with Dan Stevens right now, so it's just like seeing him in that such kooky role is just yeah. Great. I was like, is that fucking Dan Stevens? Yeah. <laughs> like, I was, I didn't even. I was like, is that? Who I think it is. I know. It's, it's I had great. no idea he was in that movie. Yeah, but um, yeah. there's some good cameos in that. It is a fun movie. Yeah, really um, fun. And then, and then, yeah. After after we watched that, Kimmy and I then watched all of the uh, Eurovision twenty twenty one um, songs. Oh my that god, were, like, you did in the contest? Yeah, yeah. Are they fun? Yeah, they were really fun. <laughs> um, and then, and then we found a video on YouTube that was like, like, listen to all of the Eurosong winners up, mm. up, like all the way back till nineteen like thirty six or something. Holy like, shit! Like, so, like something crazy. It was either thirty six or fifty six, but it was like it. So then we went through and like listened to. It was just like snippets of the songs, but we listened to all the songs that had won. Um, from now or like I think it started from twenty nineteen or something. So twenty nineteen to to when it started. Oh my god, which was a long time ago. A oh long boy. time ago. That's so fun. Oh man. Yeah. Um, next category we have here is a best original screenplay, and the nominees are Judas and the Black Messiah, Minati, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago Seven. And uh, I chose Minati. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I want Sound of Metal to win. And okay, I think okay, okay. that Trial of the Chicago Seven is going to win. Okay, okay, yeah, I was, I was thinking that one too. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, you might win um, though. I mean, it might. I, I it's... it might. I, I'd also like to see Promising Young Woman win because the movie was just so yeah. weird. <laughs> it was, was just so, it was, was so freaky. Yeah, yeah. Um. But uh, I, I'd love to see that one win, too. And, of course, Judas and the Black Messiah. I enjoyed that movie a lot as well. I did um, as well. I thought that it also had a really good screenplay. Like, I, all of these yeah. did. They're all so wonderful. And you can listen to our podcast about each and every one of them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did so Great good plug, Elsa. Great plug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, and following this, we have Best Adapted Screenplay. What are those nominees, Alessandra? They are Borat, Subsequent Movie Film, 
The Father, Nomadland, One Night in Miami, and The White Tiger. And what did you pick? Um, I want One Night in Miami to win, and I think The Father is going to win. Dude, are you copying me? Oh my god, are you serious? <laughs> I put, I exactly put that I want One Night in Miami to win, and that I think The Father will win. Yeah. The Father is very um, good. <laughs> so... Yeah. I mean, yeah. it'd be really fun to see Borat win, too. Oh, but, my God, yeah. Um, oh, I, my God. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like, it would... 100%. It would... Yeah. Yeah. Um, But, no, I, I'm I'm right there with you. I really I really want One Night in Miami to win. It was very good. Like, I, I was just moved by it, and I thought it was excellent. And, you know, we talked about White Tiger in our last episode. Really good screenplay. So well done. Um great movie really and and just like so glad i got nominated for adapted um and i thought nomadland yeah. was also really good too um really just uh, to me nomadland was just so authentic feeling it didn't even feel like it was like scripted so that's that's a you know that's a mark on a lot of it you know that says a lot about it yeah nomadland honestly felt like a documentary to me or just yeah. like you know of a, a vlog like just it <laughs> yeah. just very real very authentic like just super super great super wholesome totally um um next up we got best animated feature film and the nominees are onward over the moon a Shaun the sheep movie farmageddon soul and wolf walkers and uh i really want wolf walkers to win but i think soul soul's gonna win oh my god are you me (laughs) (gasps) am i choosing good answers this year (laughs) you think that because i chose the same that we'll be the same like just because you and i choose the same does not mean it's gonna be right (laughs) you usually have a better track record than me dude (laughs) at all i guess like i mean maybe like by one or two maybe i mean there was one year where you like just demolished me <laughs> like for sure <laughs> yeah i do remember that i think it was like the first or second year um but anyway uh yeah so i mean wolf Walkers was so so good you you all should go listen to our onward podcast our soul podcast and our over the moon chan the sheet movie harm again and wolf Walkers podcast because they are really good <laughs> <laughs> yeah really enjoyed watching all of these and definitely enjoyed talking about all of them i mean you know i love animated movies they're just they're so they're so fun and they can just the the sky's the limit in what in what they can talk about so it's 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 all great it's all great. it's all fun here yeah okay uh we're going on to uh best actress in a supporting role we've got maria bakalova for borat's subsequent movie film glenn close for hillbilly elegy olivia coleman for the father amanda seyfried for mank and yu jong yoon for minabi and um for this one i i actually want amanda seyfried to win because i really really liked her in mank but um i think yu jung yoon for minari is going to win that is what i put um and uh as as will win um i would i would also love to see amanda seyfried win i would also like to see maria bakalova win because mm-hmm. she was so good yeah, in in she borat really was yeah. um yeah so would would love to see love to see any of those women win. But yes, I totally agree. Um, Yu Jung Yoon, I think will uh, will win, and she was fantastic. So she 
so she would definitely deserve to win. Oh my gosh, I think my AirPods are about to die because oh, no. this episode is so long. <laughs> you just have to call me. You use the phone. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I'll switch it. I'll seamlessly switch it. But they keep beeping in my ears. They're like, "We're gonna fucking die, lady." <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'll just read I'm going to keep going. The best actor in a supporting role, and the nominees are Sasha Baron Cohen for The Trial of Chicago 7, Daniel Kalula to Kaluuya, Judas and the Black Messiah, Leslie Odom Jr. for One Night in Miami, Paul Racy for The Sound of Metal, Lakeith Stanfield, Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, and And who did you pick? Well, I really want Paul Racy to win, actually, but I think Daniel Kaluuya is going to win. That's what I put as well. I was I was between Daniel and uh, Lakeith, um, from mm-hmm. both from Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, but yeah, we were talking about how great Paul Racy did in in Sound of Metal and and Leslie Odom Jr. in One Night Miami. I would honestly be happy mm-hmm. if any of these great actors won. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, I chose Daniel Kaluuya as well. Um, because he was he was fantastic, and look at this in this category we've got three black men, like they outnumber the white men in this, which is excellent. <laughs> which is which is what we want to see. <laughs> it's just it's never been seen. Like I mean, it's great. Never. It's great. Never. Yeah. Definitely need need all of all of that coverage, all the <laughs> all the diverse all the yeah. diverse nominations. I feel like Love this it. year people were not screaming Oscars so white because we actually got quite a lot of diverse stories this year, and they're being recognized. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, we have we've yeah, like just it's it's great. Like it's really great to see this. Keep it, keep and, it um, up. Next year, for the better future. be yeah, better. Keep it up. Yeah. yeah, don't, don't think, don't think this is the only year. Like you got to keep it next year and the year after and, and fifty years down the line. Like you just yeah. keep it going the with time. these diverse stories. You know they're great. They're awesome. I th- this year again we'll recap it afterwards. But such a good year for movies. Okay, um, what is the next category, Emily? The next category we have, we're we're getting there, guys. We're getting oh, we're there. Getting we're getting there. at um, we're we're past an hour and thirty minutes. If you're still with us, oh, <laughs> thank you. Um, here we go. <laughs> next category is best actress in a leading role, and the nominees are Viola Davis from Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Andra Day from The United States versus Billie Holiday, Vanessa Kirby from Pieces of a Woman, Frances McDormand from Nomadland, and Carrie Mulligan from Promising Young Woman. And, uh, and I chose Andra Day. She, mm-hmm. she, she shined. She shined and, and she deserves to win. And I hope she will win and I want her to win. Yeah, um, there are all these oh, actresses. Also Carrie Mulligan. Yeah, dude, all these actresses, including Carrie Mulligan, Frances McDormand, Vanessa Kirby, Viola, Viola Davis, Andra Day, all of them gave just exceptional performances very memorable performances and again I also chose Andre Day because I think she really knocked it out of the park I think as Billie Holiday she was it, it just she was exceptional she she really gave it everything and it was so well done um but again I go listen to all the podcast we talked about all of these movies so you can listen to us gush about these women in those podcasts too <laughs> 
Yeah, and and honestly, watch them yourself as well because these were these were all very great movies mm-hmm. um, that we highly suggest. Um, uh, okay. Next up what was that next category we got, Alessandra? Best actor in a leading role. The nominees are Riz Ahmed, The Sound of Metal, Chadwick Boseman, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Anthony Hopkins, The Father, Gary Oldman, Mank, Stephen Yoon, Minari. Um, Stephen Yoon is the first Asian man to get nominated for this um best actor so co steven you in in ever ever <laughs> oh my gosh in ever damn steven i know he did really good so he definitely deserves this nomination um who did who did you pick to win and who do you want to win alessandra well i actually really really want anthony hopkins to win um but i mm. think chadwick boseman is going to win I was definitely stuck between both of them, Anthony Hopkins and Chadwick Boseman. Um, I think Anthony Hopkins will win, but I would very much like Chadwick to win, um, or Riz as well, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, or Steven. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, but I think, I think it's neck and neck between Chadwick and Anthony. Um, they both yeah. did so great. They had such amazing performances, and they both just, just, they both just outshined. <laughs> yeah um, it, not outshine but they they just they they really stuck with me up until uh today our predictions day <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah it's really hard to choose definitely because all these men are really great um just just really great just really excellent roles i just thought anthony hopkins was to me the best but I don't know if anybody else is going to agree with me. So we'll, we'll find out. All right. Um, Next, we have best director. Um, And uh, just, just as an update, uh, my AirPods have died. I'm not holding my phone up to my face. Um, (laughs) Best director. And the nominees we have here are Thomas Vinterberg, Another Round, David Fincher, Mank, Lee Isaac Chung, Minotti, Zo- uh, sorry, Chloe Zhao. I was about to read those like opposite, like yeah. Zoe. <laughs> yeah. Zoe Clow. I don't know. My mind does that sometimes. Um, Chloe Zhao, Nomadland, and Emerald Fennell, Promising Young Woman. And uh, I chose Chloe Zhao, Nomadland. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I chose that I want Lee Isaac Chung to win, but I think Chloe Zhao's going to win. Yeah, I would definitely love uh, Lee Isaac Chung to win. Um, maybe even emerald i would love emerald to win yeah but i don't think she's Um, gonna win but she the direction in that movie is is what makes it so good the the screenplay and the direction it is really really good yeah completely but yeah nope voting um voting that chloe's gonna win yeah i think she just has so much so much going for her right now um and it the like nomadland is really great really beautiful i was like I was like looking at this this clickbaity article today. I think it was like Los Angeles Times, and it was like um, the controversy with Nomadland, and you know it, it's the front runner to win. But there's a controversy, and the controversy is that it does not show like enough critique of gig workers, like the Amazon gig workers, and how like you know she works there part time, and then she doesn't work there for the rest of the year, and then she comes back to it. But it's like they were just they were just centering on the fact that it didn't critique the Amazon like empire enough. And I was like, that's well, not what the movie's about. 
that's not and that's and that's a really weird thing to to hyper focus on. i know right. it was just like yeah i mean that's what you get for clicking on a clickbait article Alessandra. Well, I, I yeah i mean but other people in it were like what the fuck like you're manufacturing this this like problem with this movie that's honestly yeah. really good and you just like think that you know it that was there has like... to be a problem that that they needed to address which i mean the the problem isn't with amazon's workers it's just with amazon as a corporation so that's not and this isn't about amazon as as a company it's it's a it's a it's a much bigger than that like it's not even yeah. about her as being an amazon employee yeah like whatever okay <laughs> yeah it was interesting <laughs> now i'm mad now yeah. i'm mad alessandra why'd you have to tell me god, that i'm so sorry i'm so sorry my god now i'm mad <laughs> this is again like this is why i i god, i've just i've been having such a hard time because i do so much reading of the internet and it makes me so mad and i just i i have to really kind of like distance myself from it but yeah, yeah, I really gotta sure. stop going on the internet. I really gotta stop because it's just completely. It's gonna make me depressed. Okay. Um, Last next... but not oh, least. Oh boy. Because we're not done after after best picture. We have other stuff to talk about for fifty more minutes. No, I'm just no, I don't know no. It'll be, we're quick. Go. It'll be quick. It'll be quick. Okay, here we It'll go. Best picture. The nominees are the father. Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago 7. And what did you pick, Alessandra? Well, I... God, this was really hard. I really... (laughs) I really want Sound of Metal to win. Um, Okay, okay, okay. And I think Nomadland's gonna win. I mean... Really? Okay. I don't know why, but that's just what I'm gravitating towards. Honestly, it could be... It could be Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, it could be Minari. I, I, it could be Sound of Metal. I, I, those are the th- I, I think that those are the three, I think, that are kind of frontrunners next to Nomadland, so it's really, really hard for me to to choose yeah i think i think i was stuck between the father and uh i, I think i was stuck between the father nomadland and minati um mm-hmm. i think Minati's going to win i want minati to win yeah like yeah. wholeheartedly it's um, yeah totally totally um but yeah i mean i'd be happy if sound of metal won um or even promising young woman or judas and the black messiah um or nomadland like like a lot like these movies are all fantastic um but i'm rooting i'm rooting for minati i i think it'll win and i want it to win yeah i think if you know we're talking about all of these pictures i think my favorite one was sound of metal i think that one like that one just got to me like in a way that like the other ones got to me too but this one just i don't know what it was about sound of metal but it just really that's interesting i didn't i didn't know it it affected you so much you know i think it was riz ahmed like i think his performance so good it just made me so connected to the to the story and also the sound like it it felt so so real and so well done and that's yeah. why I liked yeah. it so much, and just yeah. yeah. So um, I'm kind of I'm kind of biased on that point. Are you are you going with the more biased answers this year, oh, dude? It's 
You know, are we are we swapping? I was very logical about all my answers this year. I was like, I'm gonna make a very, I'm gonna try and make a very educated guess right now, um, and try and try to go as far away from. I mean, I I do really want Minari to win, and that's that's like a bias. So I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm working towards on, on my biases. So I <laughs> who fucking knows, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, this year could have looked a lot different. And it's really interesting because of the pandemic that we got a lot of these, um, a lot of these movies may, may not have been nominated because we would have had these big contenders like um, uh, the Wes Anderson movie that was supposed to come out last year and Dune. Oh, yeah, you know, French, French Exit, French dis- Dune. Dispatch. dispatch um, oh. That was the, oh. the Wes Anderson movie, French Dispatch. Oh, oh. Dispatch? Yes, the French Dispatch. It has not come out yet. Oh, okay. You wanted to well, watch French the... Exit. Yeah, I thought that was another Wes Anderson movie. No, it's a movie with um, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. What? <laughs> Did you think that I'm... French Exit was French Dispatch this entire time? Yes. Um... <laughs> Um no, French? French Dispatch has not come out yet. I would have I would have made this known because Timothy Chalamet is on it. <laughs> yeah, oh man, I was I was getting them confused this whole time. I still want to see French wow. Exit though. Oh my gosh, you're right. <laughs> you're completely I I completely got these two movies confused. All wow. right. Cool. Well, great. Now we have that to look forward to. Um, great, awesome. But yeah, it was it was a crazy year. It was it was absolutely wild, and uh, yeah, excited for next Super year's crazy year. Oscars too. <laughs> um, excited, excited for Oscar night. Um, we do have a couple more things for everyone, so uh, please stick around. <laughs> Should we talk um, about our snubs first? Do you think? Yes, we're gonna do snubs, and then we have some some extra categories that we made up. Um, just just to kind of just to kind of finish everything off. But yes, let's start with the snubs. Um, I put I'm thinking of ending things because I thought that that movie should at least gotten something like maybe production design or something like that because it was great. Was that that weird one we watched? Yes, the one um that was by the same director we... as uh. Eternal Sunshine, remember? So it was like super weird. Kaufman. Yes, 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 yes. That one. Yeah. Okay. I agree. That one. That one should have been nominated for something. What's your first one? Um. So my first one is uh, Spike Lee for Best Director. Mm. Uh. Mm. For Defy Bloods. Yes. And 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 just going off of that, um, Defy Bloods for Best Picture as well. Yeah. Um. I put Delroy Lindo. From the Five Bloods, um, that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't really love the screenplay for that one, so I think that that's why for me, I don't think it should have been nominated for Best Picture, um, okay, or Director, just because it was, it was tonally fine. Like, and I think that's really definitely because of Spike Lee's direction, but it just was like the screenplay just kind of felt a little bit strange to me. I wasn't, I wasn't super in it. Um, but Delroy Lindo okay. was excellent. He was, I really thought he was getting nominated and he did not. So. Yeah. Def- yeah. Definitely agree with that. And he, yeah, he's on my list for snubs. Um, I put Kingsley Benadir for supporting actor. He was in uh, one night in Miami. 
And then I guess just like more One Night Miami getting nominated for stuff. Yeah, it definitely seems like they didn't get nominated for as many things um, when they, when it seems like they should have. I mean, that was a really great movie and uh, it, it definitely deserved a bit more. Um, I had also put, um, I know Lakeith Stanfield is nominated for, for best supporting actor, but I think, I think either him or Daniel should have been moved up to best actor, not mm-hmm. both be supporting. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but because Lakeith, it seemed like Lakeith had like kind of like a bigger role in that movie that he should be, have been moved to best actor. So that's kind of what I had put as like a snub, but I'm glad that they both got nominated, obviously, but maybe one of them needed to be, um, best actor. And I think that the actress in that, um, I'm going to bring her up, um, Dominique Fishback, she was really, really good. And I think she should have been nominated for best supporting. Oh, yeah, definitely. She definitely. was, like, un- unreal. She was super, super good in that movie. So, that's, that's how I feel. <laughs> um, I put Rosamund Pike for I Care A Lot um, for maybe Best Actress because she was really great in that movie. And I watched it. I don't, I don't know if you watched it, but it was on Netflix and mm. it was... It was really fun, and, you know, she's just really sleek and stylish and fantastic, as she always is, and everything. Okay, no, I didn't watch that one, but I will add that to my... Even though I'm taking a break from movies, um, I'm making a list of movies I need to watch. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So it's called I Care A Lot? Mm-hmm. There was a lot of movies that I didn't that we didn't get to watch this year because we just didn't have time. We had to really jump into these Oscar noms. So I didn't even get to watch like stuff that was um rumored like Ammonite um and I didn't watch, you know, like The Little Things or whatever, that movie with Jared Leto that got nominated for a bunch of Golden Globes. I didn't watch that. Um Yeah, I saw that one too. Yeah. So um, like I don't know have I don't have any critiques or like things that should happen because I haven't watched it. <laughs> Yeah, but that doesn't mean we can't we can't get to them eventually. Um, there were a lot of yeah, there were a lot of movies that we had to kind of put on hold. I mean, I wanted to watch Moxie for the longest time. I oh, think that I was watched a movie, that. Yeah, um, directed by Amy Poehler. Yep. Um, so I still want to watch that. Oh, and, you, uh, Kimmy, and I, would really like that. <laughs> yeah, and I still got to watch uh, the Snyder cut of Justice League <laughs> too. Yeah, 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 same. Yeah. So same. I had to put that on hold as well. Yeah. Um, so just. Uh, you know, grow in the list because you know once the Oscars are done, you know we got to get got to get back to it. Um, but um, another one I'd put on my snubs is uh, Aaron Sorkin for best director, um, just because it seemed like it, it got everything else, but mm. Aaron Sorkin didn't get best didn't get nominated for best director. Mm, okay, um, so I put that one on there. Yeah, well, I don't. That's I don't have all any... I had. Yeah, I don't have anything yeah. else. Wow, How we really it? timed that very well, didn't we? <laughs> Very nice, very nice. Um, and to kind of close things out, we have some fun, um, all by the popcorn made uh, categories that we're just kind of kind of go through. Um, so the first one we put here is a personal rising star. Who is who is your personal rising star, Alessandra? I put David S. Kim from Minari. Duh. Um. That's wait. The little I, kid. Put... Yeah, that's who I put too. <laughs> good job, then. Okay. We put the same yeah. person. <laughs> he was really he was good a... and he was really cute. He was. 
he, he was like really really good <laughs> really cute i'm sad because like the oscars are going to be weird this year like people are probably going to be doing it from home and it would just been so great to see this whole cast dressed up like in person like on the red carpet and I, who knows who knows how many people are actually going to be there you know it's it's a pandemic so you know <laughs> yeah i yeah i mean we really have no idea until until day of um only only they know what they're going to do um <laughs> so we'll just we'll just find out when the time comes um the next category we had made was most likely to watch again what movie are you most likely to watch again Elsa? out of all of these movies i'd probably say emma dude <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I, I I put a couple. I put a couple. Okay. Um, I I mean, obviously, I mean Emma. We're 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 Austinites, dude. I mean, like we're like and Emma was fucking, really good too. Like, and Emma was really good. And I've actually been meaning to watch it again. again like, I, yeah. I've been wanting to watch it again since I watched it last year. Um, so I already want to watch it again. Um, but I also kind of put like I could see myself watching Promising Young Woman again. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Crip Camp because I'm definitely gonna watch it again so that Kimmy can watch it. Yeah, um, yeah. So those are kind of the three that I put. But Emma was first because I was like, I mean, it's, uh, it's Austin, of course, I'm gonna watch it again. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's and it's Anya Taylor Joy, who we love right now. So yeah. Um, the next category right, what's is the next one? least likely to watch again, and uh, I put Hillbilly Elegy because that movie was trash. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> um, I put that I I will probably never ever watch Mank again. <laughs> <laughs> it was so long. <laughs> it was long. Yeah. I was lost a lot. Yeah. It just <laughs> didn't even know that it was about <laughs> Citizen Kane until the very end. Yeah. Um. But yeah. But no. Definitely. Heavily, I'm never ever touching that movie ever again. <laughs> no. It was. It was not good. It really wasn't. No. It was just it was no, a failure. No. It was a failure of a movie. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, next one we got here is a most inspiring. Um, I kind of put two down, but I think I think one that's a bit more inspiring for me was Crip Camp. I put that one as um, well. I put Crip, Crip Camp. Dude, yeah, like that. Damn, like I. Know. I... <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I, I think I now have a movie to put, like, in my favorite, like, you know, I have, you know, favorite movie, favorite whatever. My favorite yeah. documentary movie is now Crib Camp. It's, like, it's I now really have good. a movie yeah. to put under that category and be like, what? So if anyone asks me, what's your favorite documentary? Fucking Crib Camp, man. Yes, Crib Camp. <laughs> if, if anybody brings that up casually, like, oh, Emily, what's your favorite documentary? But yes, casually, just casually bring it up. Um, <laughs> At a party, you know. <laughs> my, I will now have one ear constantly listening for if anyone says Crib Camp, I will come over and be like, I watched that movie, I really liked it. <laughs> yeah. It was really good, wasn't Always. it? Oh my god, so inspiring. Oh my god, Crib Camp, did you say Crib Camp? Oh my god, it's so good, right? <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Okay. Right, next up. Next up is uh, emotion- most emotionally draining. <laughs> And I put this in here specifically to say Quovatis Ida because that movie just it wrecked me. It it took too much out of me that one. Um, that that's true. That is true. But but I mean, I already I already days. explained which movie. 
<laughs> which movie got me. Yeah. And that was Better Days because, again, I was I was a husk of a being after that movie. <laughs> I have like, never seen somebody cry so much in a movie. Like, I think that lead actress dude, cried more than she wasn't crying. There was I, I swear so to much God. crying. <laughs> On the yeah, screen She time? was so good. I want to watch other movies um, that she's in. Yeah. Um, and the guy, too. I was kind of looking her up after I watched it, and I was like, this lady's great. I want to watch more stuff. And she, she's in some other stuff I want to watch. Um, so I'm definitely going to try and watch that. Watch some. I think she was in, oh, there was like a movie that she was in called like Sisters or something or two. There was like a movie that she was in that I wanted to watch. But yeah, um, I really liked her and uh, Better Days. Um, it hurt. It hurt a lot. But yeah. like I, but I liked it. It was like a weird, yeah. it was a weird pain that I liked. <laughs> I, I don't have any more to say. I'm sorry. leave that there for everyone um all right next next category most fun i put love and monsters dude me too what dude (laughs) i i put that and then i was thinking tenet as well because that also was really fun yeah that was fun that was fun but not as fun as love and monsters Monsters. that was good yeah i put that as well dude (laughs) so much fun yeah um and lastly here we have favorite movie of the year um <sighs> dude, I, I might want to i might want to change my answer <laughs> i put i put promising young woman but i don't i but i don't think i don't think that's what i want to put okay what do you what do you want to put then what's your answer um can i put crib camp <laughs> yeah dude you definitely can't put crib camp I, I i think i think i'll put i think i'll put that there i think i'll put that there for now Cause this was this was tough. I mean, I was trying to think of just the movie. I mean, Emma. I I just thought I like I couldn't put Emma because it's just like I don't know. You know, maybe I'll put Better Days. <laughs> yeah, that one really got you, man. Like, dude, I did, I wasn't even expecting it. <laughs> wasn't even expecting it. But, you know, I, I'm gonna put Better Days. I'm, I'm gonna put Better Days. Though. Wow, yeah, your favorite. movie That's my of favorite the movie of the year. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. What a what a so. dark horse, man. You didn't expect that to happen, did you? I didn't. I didn't. You know, it Dude, might still foreign, be Kirk Camp. I don't know. <laughs> cinema. We've really got to watch some more of it because it is so great. It is it is always fun and I I love it. I love that we get introduced to more um you know, international films. Yeah, I loved this. I am so happy that we were able to watch all the documentaries and all the foreign films because mm-hmm. I feel like we have yep. we have the hardest time finding these films every year. And the fact we were able to watch all of them was just amazing. I loved it. And um I am I am changed forever. I want to watch more documentaries. <laughs> yeah. Um I know we talked about making a, a roulette wheel of mm-hmm. of documentary films so we can just start watching some more cuz uh, I'm down. I'm down. Yeah. We can also do one for foreign films. Dude, let's do it. I'm roulette wheels all the way. Yeah, 100%. Dude, yeah. 100%. We'll just have like seven series of just roulette wheels <laughs> just so we could just we watch all these movies. We literally never run out of things to watch and we you know, they're always giving they're always putting out new stuff too, so it's like it's never it's never going to end. This podcast is never going to end. Um, yeah, it's crazy to think that we chose a podcast for the perfect for the perfect topic. <laughs> <laughs> it is it is an industry that will never die. No. Um, okay, so I I actually so I put <clears throat> favorite movie of the year on this list, and I honestly didn't have one. Like 
I really there was okay. not you know I, I really really like sound not even metal. sound of metal okay but let's let's be honest like I really really liked it but I don't know like I think I think that definitely is a lead contender but it's just nothing this year really was like I love this more than anything like I you know it and I always have to compare it to like other years like it's hard because like there was so many really really good movies in the past few years and if you go listen to our other podcasts like there were some excellent excellent nominees like that really got to me in the last few years like you know call me by her name being one of them obviously but like also like little women and ladybird and you know um a parasite i mean just when i think about those and just the kind of like 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 love that those brought out of me as a person like yeah. who i am i just, just like I, the lasting impressions they left on you yeah because like, yeah i mean even thinking back to when i chose parasite as my favorite movie of the year i i don't regret it i'm like i'm like that's still i i still have yet to watch it a second time um i almost did uh with a group of friends but um i'm always down to watch it again like it is it that's why i thought i would go with promising a woman because mm-hmm. it was so dark and mm-hmm. weird and like kind of scary yeah. that like i maybe i wanted to go that same route um but like better days is kind of the same route and yeah yeah um but honestly i've been really loving this documentary kick uh because of because of this year that honestly i mean crip camp might might be might be my favorite movie as well like i really don't know yeah. honestly i think it might be crip camp yeah um, but I didn't have one, but I said, I said, didn't have one, but Queen's Gambit. <laughs> Ooh, the show. <laughs> because that was my favorite. Like, the love that I felt for Queen's Gambit. Like, That's true. That's everything true. else around it was, like, not as much as that show. Like, that show was the best. And that was the best show of the year. And to me, the best movie of the year, even though it wasn't a movie. <laughs> Yeah, that was a great experience because we got to watch it together um, and we just, we just waited, we just, you know, we waited for us to be free every week yep. to, to watch it at the same time. That was a lot of fun. Um, we definitely need to do that again, pick a new show so we can watch it together. I still haven't watched, um, um, what was that show we were going to watch together? Um, oh, yes. Um, Lovecraft Country. No, so, yeah, I, yes, I haven't watched that Lovecraft either. Country. Yeah, I haven't watched that. Um, so maybe that could be our next show that we watched together but yeah um dude that's a great answer i mean it, it is a show but uh, it's it was i that is gonna have a lasting impression on me forever as well like that show was fantastic yeah yeah completely so uh, that was our oscar noms for 2021 um we hope you yes. enjoyed that remember we are going to we're gonna have a live watch with us um you won't be able to see our tvs but you'll be able to see our faces and you can respond to us on instagram um and we're going to be doing that while the oscars are on which is 8 p.m eastern on april 25th yes on ends we'll be going, going live on instagram so definitely stick around for that or not stick around sorry uh join <laughs> us join us for that on the night of the oscars um we will we will definitely post um a, a time that we think we're going to start I'm not sure if we'll go into the red carpet at all um, or if we'll just kind of wait for the for the um, ceremony to start. But we'll see. We'll definitely let you know. But that'll be a lot of fun. Um, 
But yeah, that those are our Oscar predictions for 2021. Um, if you want to let us know your predictions, we would love to hear from you. Please email us at allaboutthepopcornpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also, you know, comment anything you want to comment. If there was anything we said tonight that you would love to tell us about, you can also do that um, in the comment section of SoundCloud or Facebook. Just search All By The Popcorn and like our pages. If you want to rate and review our show, you can do that on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. We are now on Spotify. And if you need notifications on future episodes that we release, you can follow our social media. We have Twitter at By the Popcorn and Instagram at All by the Popcorn Podcast. We also have merch and we have a YouTube channel. Just search All by the Popcorn Podcast and subscribe to our channel. Thanks so much, everyone, for listening. <laughs> yes, thanks for listening all year, everybody. Bye. Goodbye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.